Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you gonna love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're gonna love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pitbulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're gonna love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Top of the Morning here on the Urban Conservative. You're checking out the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. I am Adul Ali. I'm joined with my twin brother, Raheem Architect Soto. You're checking out Top of the Morning here on the Urban Conservative. And if you haven't done so already, like we ask each and every morning, jump on over to tuconservative.com. Get yourself a membership. That Hamilton plan is only 10 bucks. You get to join the TUC community, set up a, a wonderfully amazing profile. You get access to the blog. You get access to a wonderfully curated news feed. And you also get special heads up when we're going to be doing events in a city, town, or county near you. You can also jump over to the page to sponsor an episode. Get yourself a t-shirt, a hat, or a mug, or something like that. Definitely helps us keep the dice rolling when we're doing the thing that we're doing over here, which is helping to spread conservative values and principles to urban communities across this good old country of ours. You can also find out a little bit more about my campaign for NCGOP vice chair, which we're going to be talking a whole lot about in the coming weeks as we get close to June convention here in North Carolina. But bro, how are you this morning, sir? It is the top of the morning. I have coffee. I'm on the morning show. You know, we kind of doing a thing, man. I'm having a good morning. You know, a little, little, uh, little rough with the weather up here in New York, but, um, you know. Yeah, y'all can have it. I have it was beautiful. Interest. It was beautiful yesterday, and today it looks like, uh, it looks like England. It looks like it looks like London Ugh. or something, Ugh. and it's cold and wet and moist and you know, 
There's all the reasons I escaped to escape from New York. (laughs) Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we definitely appreciate you being with us here on top of the morning. Get yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax and get equipped to get yourself rolling for today. We got a couple of uh, stories we're going to talk about. First thing we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about legislation. Now, um, I don't know if you want to go New York first. You want to go North Carolina first. What you want to do? Yeah, let them have it about New York because I didn't even want to say it. Go ahead. All right. Well, your girl, your your girl Kathy Hochul up there has a laundry list of new laws for the new year that have taken effect or will be going into effect into 2023. A couple of the more interesting ones uh, that I thought would be interesting was uh, the new year is bringing on higher tolls on the New Jersey Turnpike and the Garden State Parkway. They increased 3%, bringing the price of a ride from one end to the Turnpike to the other, from the George Washington Bridge in Jersey to the uh, Delaware Memorial Bridge in Jersey. How much do you think it costs to go from Jersey to Delaware on the Turnpike all the way? Mm, I don't know, what, 50 bucks? Nah, it's $20.01 at peak times and on or on weekends. It's 20 bucks to drive on the Jersey Turnpike from one end to the other. Hmm. The tolls went also went up at four bridges and two tunnels run by the Port Authority. Y'all just don't get a break. No, there's no break. There's no... There's no break from this lady, man. There's no break from this lady, bro. Uh, the minimum wage in New York went up on January 4th to 1420 an hour across the state from 1320, but not in New York City, where it's been 15 an hour for four years. New Jersey also has a new minimum wage. It's now $14.13 up from $13. So here's my All question, right, but bro. Do these people realize with these minimum wage, how does how does just it, it stifles business. Where do people think this money comes from? Why I'm just they- sitting here going, why would I be in business if 99% of my revenue is going towards, I'm in the business to make money, right? Like I, I want to profit. I don't want to, I'm not in the business of breaking even. If I'm a for-profit business, I want to make some money. This is, this. I, I don't understand this. How, how do y'all live like this, man? I don't know. That lady scares me though. Check this one out, Ra. New York voters can now cast ballots in person at a polling place other than the one they're assigned to, but only if the polling place they go to is in the right county and in the right assembly district. Huh. I got an idea. Let's create more mayhem. Right. So instead more confusion. of more instead confusion. of sending you back where you're supposed to vote, hey, we'll just let you vote in the wrong place and we'll fix it later. Well, well, I told you, she has these series, and I wish I could find when I was looking for it. She has these commercials where it's like, think Kathy Hochul. If you're living your life and you're alive today, think Kathy Hochul. If you have food in your refrigerator and you are breathing air, think Kathy Hochul. Like, it's like one of those commercials. Wow. It's like, like you know, are your children alive and doing well today? Think Kathy Hochul. Mm-mm-mm. Like it's it's terrifying. Like some third world banana republic dictator commercial. Uh, like uh, uh, think the think the high mistress of the the high and mighty queen of New York for allowing us another day to exist inside of her reign of whatever that is. That's that's Kathy Hogel's vibe, bro. Wow, couple of more you got you guys got up here in New York. Uh, this one is set to begin in March and to begin this month. Telemarketers will have to ask a question like this immediately after identifying themselves. Do you want to be on our do not call list? Until then, the question can be asked at any time during a telemarketing call. Hoku said the change would help protect New Yorkers from receiving frustrating, unwanted calls. So now yeah. I have to know, hi, my name is, and I'm calling about your car warranty. Do you want to be on our do not call list? <laughs> I don't know if how I feel about that one. 
So I'm confused. New Yorkers can apply to officiate at one marriage on a specific on a specified day. Uh, Hoka, when she signed a bill last month, said it eliminated barriers preventing a friend or relative from performing the ceremony. Only ordained members of the clergy and certain government officials had been permitted to do so. One day officiants do not have to be New York State residents, must but must be at least 18 years old and must apply to the secretary of state's office in advance. I have a little bit of a problem with that, bro. Okay, what's your little bit of a problem with that? Of a problem with that. Why is the government playing around with religious stuff? Marriage is not, that's not a, I, I just, the government shouldn't have their hands in that, bro. Government should. Yeah, but you, okay, but I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a laundry list of things that this administration has their hands in that their hands should technically, you know, not be in. Um, that. It seems like there's a, a clear and obvious. Not it doesn't seem like there's obvious a double, obviously a double standard with the with the Democrats are willing to get away with the the, the what do you call this the legislation like some of these ideas you can only pull off with a supermajority in New York, right? Like, that's the only way that works in New York is because we're what is it one hundred four to forty nine or something like that. Wow. So, so there's just uh, forgive the term. They just ramrodding whatever they want to do. do. I, I'm checking the, the 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 New York State legislature. All right. Well, while I you do that, I got one, one last New York law. I'm gonna I'm gonna put y'all on to one ahead, last New York law. In June, a law will take effect requiring every employer in the state, every employer in the state, to provide a convenient private space. For mothers to breastfeed at work. The law requires the space to have access to running water and electricity. The goal is to extend the basic accommodations that public employees already have. Huh. I'm confused about public employees. Yo, bro, 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 bro. Versus one, one, all 150 seats were up in 2022. Uh -huh. The chamber's Democratic supermajority decreased from 106 to 42. With one independent and one vacancy to one hundred and one and forty nine. Wow! So y'all don't have a shot. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. You a, a shot? A shot? Nah, y'all don't even have a shot. A bro. shot? You nah, know how much these people are making? One hundred and ten thousand dollars a year. Wait, that's how much a New York legislator gets paid? One hundred and ten. You know how much a North Carolina dollars. legislator makes? You know how much a North Carolina legislator makes, bro? Take a while. Ahead, tell me. Go ahead. 15 grand? 13,000. All right. Can you do some math for me real quick? Because I'm angry and I, I'm just, my brain just. Okay. What you got? What, what's the math? <laughs> what you want can me you to do, do? Can you, can you do $110,000 a year times 150 people? Ooh. That's $16,500,000. Got it, folks? $16 million a year. 16 million. All right. Just just thought y'all should know that. We're giving them 16 <sighs> million dollars a year. Yep. I, I didn't even get to cover because of the stupidity that is the New York laws. I didn't even get to cover the North Carolina one. You want to do that after the break? We'll do it after the break. We'll be right back. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Top of the Morning, the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. 
This is the TUC Twins. Do us a favor. Head over to the website, TUConservative.com. Like my brother said, get yourself a membership. You know, you can peruse and get yourself some merch. Do all that good stuff over there. Shouts out to our partner, Ari Case, over at Case Technology. And again, all of our underwriters and sponsors. Um, Ali, what you got, man? Let's. let's all right. So last, last thing on this bill thing. I wanted to bring y'all oh. attention uh, on this legal thing is we've got a Senate bill that was vetoed recently by our illustrious uh, Vito Cooperoni is what I call him because oh. he, he liked that, right? Vito Cooperoni. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Vito Cooperoni. Yo, so his face, though, I he has like a... And see, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but he has like yes, this sir. face. No, I really <laughs> am not. I promise you. I don't know how to explain this. Um, He's got the Grinch face is what I call it. Is that what that room? If is you look at if you look at a picture that of that is the Grinch, bro. That <laughs> is what he thank you. Cause I was not trying to be disrespectful. I don't know the no, man, right? If, but I'm if, like, he has this face, like this. It's just if, a you face. Pull, like, if you pull up a picture of the Grinch and look at that, <laughs> he has the Grinch face. It is the absolute gajillion percent Grinch. Well, I'm face. Googling it together to just see if this comes up in one. Oh thing. no. You're Googling Roy. Oh, Cooper. no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. This oh, is no. Good. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I told you, man. I told you. He, it's the Grinch face. He's got the Grinch face. Well, Mr. Mr. Vooter, Vito Cooperoni has decided to veto. <laughs> Vito Cooperoni. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Vito Cooperoni. <laughs> Vito Cooperoni. <laughs> Yo, you should do a thing. We should get a skit where it's like, all my life, I wanted you to bring me bills that I couldn't veto. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. That's what's going to happen. Hi, but listen. It just begins um, the beginning of Vito Cooperoni. Oh, man. But listen, Vito Cooperoni now has Senate Bill 41 was vetoed by uh, Cooper. And I want you guys to hear a little bit about what Senate Bill 41 does and why this was important to protect our Second Amendment. Now, we're one seat short. We're one vote short of a supermajority on the House side, which means we're going to need one or two Democrats, at least one Democrat to come on over to help override this veto. I think there's some special folks, but I did want you all to hear this, uh, especially about this. And this is Senator Jim Perry talking. This is some conflicting language when a church also happens to have a, a school attached to it, even though that school isn't in session on Sundays. Uh, some felt like it was a, a loophole and they were concerned about allowing concealed carry on those properties. The second would eliminate having to get a pistol purchase permit from your local sheriff's office before buying a gun. After conferring with the North Carolina Sheriff's Association and they supported a repeal, uh, we chose to uh, move to repeal that unnecessary step. The third includes education on safe storage of firearms. But on Friday, Governor Roy Cooper vetoed all parts of the bill, saying in a statement, quote, eliminating strong background checks will allow more domestic abusers and other dangerous people to own handguns, end quote. The statement also said the bill allows more guns on school properties, which increases the chance that children could find or access firearms. All right, bro, these people are out of their ever-loving minds. And here's why I say Cooper and them are out of their minds. What makes you think having more 
it, let's just look at this Nashville shooting. Do you know why the Nashville shooter chose the school that he chose? Do you do you did you do you remember hearing what the guy said in the in the story yesterday? Governor Cooper, do you know that he targeted? Yes, he said it has less security. He had less security. So this idea of somehow people being able to protect themselves and protect our students is somehow going to endanger our students is a straight Democrat out of the Democrat playbook. Now, here's the other thing where people got to get understood is they're saying that if you are a church and you host a school Monday through Friday and on Sunday you host your church. Now, you're not during school hours. You're not you know, there's no students on your church campus. You're still treated as a school instead of a church and you are not allowed to bring firearms into your church. And that's part the first part of this law that people were wanting to get undone. The second thing is, listen, folks, we live at a time where I don't believe the government should be tracking how many people, how many guns you have. I just don't, you know, law abiding citizens. I, you know what I'm, I'm taking issue about, bro. You know what I'm taking issue with? When we keep saying the government, right? The word, the government, the government, okay. the government. And that's bothering me because it's only one side. I can see if you had Republicans that were with taking away the guns, we can't say the government. We have to say what it is. The Democrats. Fair. It's not the government. It's fair. the Democrats. It's that's not fair. Like, if no, everybody no, 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 was fair. with it, then you could say the government. But I, I feel like that contributes to giving government a bad rap when we blanket statement that fair. like that. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, yo, the government is trying to take our guns. No, the Democrats that work in the government are trying Ooh. to take our guns. To see, be more folks, specific. Y'all, y'all, this is the journey. This is the fun that is the urban conservative. We get to correct ourselves in real time, ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, Democrats <laughs> on the left in the government want to make it more difficult for law abiding citizens to have firearms. Now, we could go down that rabbit hole of what that actually means when a population is disarmed and the only one that has weapons is the government. We can we can go down that rabbit hole, but I don't think it's necessary because we all know where that heads. That doesn't end well. But we're going to follow this and other legislation that's happening across the country here on the Urban Conservative. We're going to make sure we keep our eyes on this because it's really important for the citizens of North Carolina to make sure we're protecting our Second Amendment. We have got one more story on the other side of this break that we're going to cover. Y'all don't go anywhere. You're on top of the morning here on the Urban Conservative. We'll be right back. So the top of the morning is brought to you by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Kelly Harmon providing you with well-researched guidance backed by Edward Jones' extensive team and technology that help you prepare for retirement, children's education, or other financial goals. Call 252-473-1006 or visit the link on the screen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. This is Raheem Architect Soto and Adul Ali, the TUC Twins. You are checking us out live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. You can also catch our episodes on everything you listen to podcasts on, frankly, to be honest with you. And if we're not on something, um, go ahead and make sure we get on there. Comment and let us know that we're not on the thing that you want us to be on, and we will get on that thing. So kind of on the tail end of this, right, I wanted to... Uh, and and. It's important that we do this because people say things and these narratives that get created, they often don't get checked. And this, this is, you know, for those who listen to the show, know what the urban and urban conservative means. It means 
understanding reality beyond all narratives, right? And here we have a narrative that I'm going to talk to you guys about. Uh, and, and, and the crazy part about this is it's this guy. You know, we're, we're back to this guy again. This guy. Um, you know, Barack. Good old Barack. Barack is back. Barack is back in effect, folks. He's here. He's live. But this time, Barack falsely claims. And where I'm from, a false claim is a lie. So I don't know, you know, I, I guess that's the media way to say a lie. Barack Obama falsely claims guns are the number one killer of children. I want y'all to let that sink in. This man has made the claim in public that guns are the number one killer of children. Now, on Monday evening, former President Barack Obama tweeted his response to the Nashville Christian school shooting by repeating the left's false claim that guns are the number one killer of children. On March 23rd, um, it was reported that actor Billy Porter wow. made the same false claim, screaming that the wow. leading Billy isn't Billy Porter the transgender crossdresser thing, dude the from leading, Sesame Street. Yeah, the leading cause of death in children are guns. During an appearance on the ABC on ABC's The View, now the View's not going to stop him and go, "Hey, that's incorrect." Porter's claim, which is now on Obama's claim as well. Became a, uh, became a common one among leftists and non-fact-checking moderates in the summer of 2022 after a study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention um, was widely reported in late May this year. Fox News ran a story titled Guns Now the Leading Cause of Death for Children, uh, U.S. Children per CDC. The story noted that the CDC figures show firearm-related deaths of people ages zero. I'm going to let that sink in people ages 0 to 19. I'm sorry. Total 4,368 in 2020, while motor vehicle deaths for the same age totaled 4,036. And during June 2nd, 2022 speech, President Joe Biden reacted to the CDC figures claiming guns are the number one killer of children. <laughs> Yo, bro. Nuts. Absolutely so uh, Breitbart, fortunately for us, Breitbart dug into the CDC figures and ascertained that the only way to make this claim work is to count 18 and 19 year olds as children. But if one does a custom search on the CDC website to adjust the category of children to include only those zero through 17, only those below voting and military age, then the outcome completely flips. One sees that the number of wow. firearm related deaths for children, zero through 17, was 2,281, which is way too much. It's still too much. In 2020, while the number of motor vehicle deaths for the same age was 2,503. So, unfortunately, right, when we're talking about that 0 to 17 age, the left leaves out who's doing the shooting and where this is happening. Who are the victims of all of these shootings? We know in our head who they are, but another important point to note is that the false parameters treating 18 and 19 year olds as children for the benefit of boosting reportable gun death numbers actually works against the left. That is because CDC numbers for children zero through 19 show that individuals are 27 times more likely to die in an accidental car death um, instead of an accidental gun death. So, again, more fear mongering, more anti gun right. rhetoric from Obama and the rest of these these people who are 
really hell bent on disarming this population, in my opinion. They they won't be happy until no one but them has any weapons. Right. And that's that's a Marxist socialist thing right there. We're not even going to pretend like that's not that. Listen, I don't know what y'all are thinking, but Obama been a liar. He been lying. He been caught out there lying. Um, these people multiple have, times. These people have the most shiftiest moral compass I've ever seen. And you have to think that somehow, some way, either these are really bad people or they're really, really not as smart as we think they are. Because it, it can mm. only it can only be one or the other. Either these are really bad people who are promoting things that they know good and darn well aren't beneficial to the American people, or they're really stupid. Like, they genuinely think these things are helping. They're just naive. Right. And, and yo, you know what kills me, bro, is when people say things like, you know, because Obama was a president that didn't have no, no scandals and issues when he was president. You know, he was the best president. He didn't have no scandals. And I'm like, all right, where do you want me to start? The 2020, the 2012 Benghazi attack? I'll say the, it right now. The, the Guantanamo right now. Bay issue? The IRS targeting controversy? The Iran naval incident? Was that um, Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious, the Affordable Care Act, the aftermath of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the Air Force One photo op incident, the American-led intervention in Iraq from 14 to 21, the ATF gun walking scandal. <laughs> you, you, you want me to keep going? The 2012 Benghazi attack? The Charles Freeman appointment controversy? Clinton Foundation State Department controversy? Codename Geronimo controversy? The contraceptive mandate? Using American tax dollars to fund abortion in, in, in African nations? Should, should I keep going? Deepwater Horizon oil spill. 2013 Department of Justice investigation of reporters. Y'all talk about Obama like he was doing something good. He's the one that had the, the Justice Department investigating reporters that weren't reporting on him favorably. And the Donald Trump stuff. He had them on Trump. Yeah, so, so I, I this whole idea that Obama somehow... I don't even understand where we get this idea that he's some somehow someone. I get it. He was the president. Respect, I guess, for that. But I, I just he's not. I'm not a fan, bro. I'm not a real fan. So. My, point like wanting to, my, my, my point in wanting to bring this story up was that it's so easy for a lie to be repeated, tweeted, reposted, retweeted, and then people will stand on that. Now, you got people, unfortunately, and I'm, I'm just going to call it what it is. You got black folks now running around repeating this because Obama said it. And, and the, you know, guns out now. Now, the problem, the problem with this is they don't actually want to talk about gun violence, Holly. They don't want to talk about gun See, violence. See, we don't. Mm, because mm. if you bring up gun violence, then we have to ask two questions. Who are the shooters and who are the victims? Yeah. Who are the people being convicted for the shooting and who are the people dying? When we start the left, to table, the left does not want to have that conversation, right? And and unfortunately, this this the, the the Nashville shooting is not as sensational as it should be. Meaning to say, it's not. I don't think it's getting the the, the same level of of attention that it should get. Of course, when it's not, a club though. full of gay people getting shot up. Unfortunately, no. Of course not, because a, it doesn't. It doesn't yes. fit the narrative, bro. It doesn't fit the narrative. A transgender shooter does not. That is not helpful to the cause. So, right. no. so, so look, 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 this we, we were going back and forth about it this morning. Right. And I was upset not to say upset, but like this story 
right? Why is this story not everywhere? Why is this story right here not everywhere? Yeah, because she doesn't fit the screen. narrative. Hold she on. Fit so y'all can see this. This is what we're talking about. Scroll down a little bit so yeah, people I'm scrolling. can see that. Why so, is this so, not? A Florida high school coach arrested Saturday for allegedly trafficking, allegedly trafficking fentanyl. Siobhan Pearson, 38, an instructional coach at Seminole High School in Ninth Grade Center in Sanford, Florida, was arrested 1.30 a.m. Saturday after police allegedly, allegedly received a call about the driver of a vehicle matching Pearson's pointing the firearm at the caller. Okay? So, look, five. Five hearts. Hit five. Right. No, come on. Let me, let me just hit the Twitter now. Let's see how many retweets this has. Uh, I'm probably not a whole lot because yeah, I didn't even pull fit, up. Didn't, it, even, didn't even it pull doesn't up. Doesn't fit the narrative of the left. It doesn't. We don't need to report that. We don't, we don't worry about that. That's just standard fare. We don't need to worry about that. Yo, seven retweets. Sh seven. 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 Right, but let that let that be a tweet about some black lady who got treated differently allegedly because of her hair. <laughs> oh, forget about it. So my question becomes, where's black Twitter on this? Right, where's, where's black the Twitter anger? on this? Where's, where's the where's anger it? and the outrage? Because she ain't selling fentanyl allegedly. She ain't selling fentanyl in no other neighborhood but her own. Hey, right. and and the idea is this: that we can't say nothing about it because she's black. So now this goes back to that same thing we talked about yesterday. Uh, I guess right now we're black shaming because we're highlighting that a we're, person, we're digital black facing is what you're saying. Uh, apparently, apparently, <laughs> but we, or we're when we talk about who gets killed in Chicago and who gets killed in these in these little cities, like you got small cities like Rocky Mount, North Carolina, where people are getting killed, and the people doing the killing and the people doing the dying, nobody wants to put a highlight on that. Like, right, it, and, it's, not and it's happening it's almost weekly in places like Rocky Mount. It's happening Yo, almost listen, weekly. If if you yeah, what they not realizing? Yes, if you take the if you if you take the guns out of the equation, no one will get shot. But then we're gonna have stabbings. Then y'all gotta take the knives. Then there's gonna be spoonings, and then you gotta take the spoons. And then there's gonna be like where does it stop? So you know, I think it's ridiculous. But Obama out here capping. Um, mainstream media out here capping as usual. Ali, we on the tail end of this. What you got, bro? On the tail end of this, all I'm going to say is keep fighting, folks. The left is not going to give up. We can't give up. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how much difficulty you think you're facing, we can't give up, bro. We just can't. We got to stay in the fight. We got to keep registering voters. We got to keep getting out here and spreading our conservatism and letting people know that conservatives care about our country, our states, our cities, our communities, and that conservative principles work, bro. That's not, I'm not I'm not trying to drag this show out, right? But we didn't get to it. I just want y'all to know Uganda what? said Uganda said you can't even identify as gay. <laughs> they gonna lock you up. Just let that sink in. All my pro-black power pan-Africanists, all my <laughs> well, hey Umar, did you hear what they doing over there, buddy? Did you, did you hear what they got going on over in Uganda? Now, I don't know if you checked, but the last time I checked, Uganda was full of what? Black folk. Ugandans who are, for the most part, black people. So uh, I only table that. Using that term loosely. 
<laughs> I, I, I look, yeah. All right, y'all, because I, I don't even want to open this can of worms. We want to thank y'all for checking out Top of the Morning, the best 30 minute morning show on the planet. For my twin brother, Dual Ali, this is Raheem Architect Soto. Make sure to hit that notification bell so you know when we go live. And uh, we'll see you on the next go round tomorrow morning, man. Peace and love, folks. Peace.